0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 78 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM. And of course, there's a lot going on. We've got basketball back. We've got Mikey Williams, Charter, NFT that I know Justin's dealing with. I got the Sixers on behind me. We've got Owner's Club in full swing. Excited to get into tonight, Justin. What's going on?
1: How's it going? Welcome back, TJ. Traveling the world, Mr. New York, getting a sneak peek, a little taste of New York before we're all going up in about a week and a half or change. Uh, Doing well, though. I'm doing well.
0: Yeah, I got a little little sneak peek in New York on Monday. City's alive and well. So excited to be there in a couple of weeks. For those of you, again, if you uh, have not seen it yet, we've put in the newsletter. It's been in Discord. We tweeted it out. If you're around, New York on November 1st, we will be there having a, a little get together at Tap House 33. So, looking forward to that. Bach, how are we doing tonight? M- NBA DFS grind for you, or what's going on?
2: Yeah, it started uh, last night, uh, last night, and then I messed something up today, really uh, through our process for a loop. So, let's just pretend it starts tomorrow, you know?
0: There we go. Nice, slow stumble into the NBA season. All right, we've got a lot to cover tonight. We're gonna review week six, go through the top scores, the winning lineups. We had our, of course, first full versions of lowball and island of misfit cards. Shout out to, to Carl in the chat with the there it is, Misfits baby. Saw that it was the first one in the chat. Congrats on the the win there. And then the we'll dive right into the week seven, talk through our strategy. Lots of bye weeks happening this week. Go through optimal lineup. And then we got a new little Thursday night football game, Justin, for the people.
1: Yeah, they'll be good. But, yeah, no, I remember during best ball season, this is the week that everyone was dreading. This is the week we decided we were all going to go take on vacation. You've got – oh, I'm going off the top of my head. Bach, I'm sure you probably got it up or more familiar. But we got Cowboys. We have uh, Steelers. Who, who's on by this yeah. week? There are six teams, and it is – it, it's crazy. It's a lot of the big teams. Buffalo, Cowboys. Yeah. Buffalo,
0: Dallas, Jacksonville, yeah. Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and the Los Angeles Thunder Horses. That's what we call them, right? <laughs>
1: it's okay. The Chargers are actually on by. There is a football team in the NFL called the Los Angeles Chargers, and those, that team is on by this weekend, and we can say that. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's just it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting week, and uh, then when we think about the TOC implications, like a lot of your best cards from the Buffalo, from the Dallas, from those Thunder horses, uh, are strong cards from like a hey, these are my main event teams. Um, so I think a this kind of gives an additional boost to your Kansas City, your Arizona, your Tampa, your LA Goats, um, but then it also just you know it gives those middle tiers an. A better chance of kind of moving up because now you have fewer teams few of those kind of large breakout you know big bomber teams to actually you know contend against uh so i think this is going to be a fun fun week
2: yeah and we talked a little bit about last week how do you get ahead of that before everyone's trying to get ahead of that uh and now everyone i'm sure is reacting to those teams being on by hopefully you listened last week uh, if you did and you paid attention in Monday or on the Sunday London game, you would have gotten the highest scoring tight end in the uh, of the week again. So there's just there's so much edge if you're thinking a little bit ahead. And I think that's where the people who are listening to this show are doing that and we're gonna try to help.
1: I mean, even take a look at Jay Timber. So Jay Timber won the main event this week, had an absolute sweat on Monday night, and even he realized, oh crap if I would have been paying a little more attention instead of paying attention to his DFS lineups, he would have put, you know, he would have got the, um, was it Atlanta tight end or Arizona? What we said? No, not Arizona. Arizona got zero. Atlanta, Miami. 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 Yeah. Get sicky. Yeah. Um, so he would have put the Miami tight end and, and that would have given him an extra, I think, four points compared to going with the Kansas city or he went with and uh, yeah, like Tampa, Bay. Tampa, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he, he knew that like, right. Probably should have taken that 17, knew it was a strong enough score and uh, almost cost him. But, uh, you know, it was great to see after what happened to him the week before with kind of the last second loss, uh, pulled it out and uh, he'll be joining us in Miami. Love it.
0: Congrats. And and breaking news. I I just got word that week seven contests are live. So if you want to, if you're watching the show, you can go ahead and, and start registering now. All right. Before we dive too deep into things, Justin, there's one or two things that you wanted to make sure that we cover Uh, regarding i got it and the mike williams stuff and and all that and then we'll jump right into the week six overview
1: yeah so we'll go quick so first off from a giveaways perspective uh they are continuing to bring the fire alvin kamara jersey last week someone from the uh, otm toc i think won the tyree kill that the jersey signed jersey they did the giveaway for and then this week we have a tony gonzalez kansas city chiefs signed jersey uh mr tony gonzalez saving lives um Probably one of like the craziest that like you know after retirement or maybe one was he was actually still playing, but someone was choking. Save the life there. Then he ran into a guy, tackled him or something, and that person ended up getting um, a brain check and ended up they had a tumor. So save that guy's life too. Uh, cr- crazy Tony Gonzalez stories off the field almost as good as his actual on the field. Um, and then what they launched today was that NFT charter program. And so we'll show a quick video just to give that a high level. I think from the football lens, what I'm most excited for is they're going to be rolling out this same NFT charter memberships to the NFL. And the first two players they're doing it with are Aaron Donald and Tyreek Hill. So probably the best defensive player in the league right now, and probably arguably the top wide receiver in the league right now. Um, so like obviously starting off with big names, uh, The high level for these is you basically pay one time to get their NFT charter membership. I think it's either $50 or $60. And then for the rest of that player's career, I got it has exclusive rights to their NFTs that they create. And so you then get exclusive rights to their NFTs for literally a dollar each time. Uh, So you're just paying $1. It's kind of like a way to kind of share in their success. And they think of it as dividends where I pay that $50, $60. I get that initial NFT charter membership. And then from there, you're just paying $1 to get them. There's a secondary market. There's speculative aspects. I'll show a quick little video here that I think gives a description. And then i uh, love to hear your guys' thoughts. And then we can go forward.
3: I Got It is revolutionizing the NFT industry and the way fans interact with their favorite athletes. For all of its young athletes, I Got It will be issuing a limited drop of charter member NFTs in an initial NFT offering owners of the charter member nft for each athlete will have the exclusive right to buy follow-on event nfts for as long as they hold the charter member nft event nfts will be issued only to charter member holders and revolve around significant events on and off the court or field i got it will host a secondary marketplace for both charter member nfts and event nfts Do you believe in a young, new athlete? Buy multiple charter member NFTs and enjoy their success as their career progresses. I Got It works with the best teams in the NFL, NBA, and Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it is changing the digital collectible landscape. We have over 40 athletes in the pipeline. If you are an expert and know who's going to be great, open an account and buy your athlete NFTs today.
1: And, idea. Very cool, yeah. Video. It's a strong sizzler, strong sizzle there. Um, and I think it does a pretty good job explaining it, but yeah, I see some people in the chat talking about the Mikey Williams one. Uh, so those actually did a stealth launch today. I believe there's going to be a bit more of a media frenzy around it tomorrow. Um, and then I, I was trying to think if I can say, I, I. I don't want to say, but I believe there's going to be a strong media blitz around it tomorrow. Um, and then, so today they are for sale for people who were early adopters, uh, who were in that discord. Coop, uh, if we could just put the link in the chat there, people can go, but definitely pumped for, yeah, I see looking forward to De'Aaron. Um, it's funny because like they haven't actually even announced that they're doing MBAs, but if you look in the discord, you can see that like they have a list of the players on there. So I think good, good job by Hilbert strength, kind of uh, deductive reasoning there, I'd call it. Bach, uh, have you ever met De'Aaron Fox?
2: Uh, you know, I, I feel like we have met De'Aaron Fox now that I think about it. We had talked to him about NFTs, right? That's true. You're wearing the same shirt
1: you're wearing now. Uh, I was actually looking at that picture the other day. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you guys, uh, what do you, what do you guys, what do you guys, think? What do you guys up to?
0: No, I, I love it. I think it's cool stuff. I think, uh, everything about the charter membership and just, you know, I, I know you guys touched on it more in depth on Monday, but didn't give give a chance to just think, I, I think it's a cool concept and looking forward to seeing this roll out, not just for Mikey, but some other, other athletes in the future.
1: And then there's a, if you go to the OTM site on the right-hand side, you'll see, we put an article that kind of gives a bit more information. And I did the kind of typical Hersey bot analysis with the NFT value theorem, uh, kind of just detail on how I'd be kind of assessing it as an opportunity aspect.
0: Cool, cool. Alrighty, Shall we dive into the week six recap first? Let's go. Let's do it up. All right. Let's do it. <clears throat> We're going to start by just doing a, a high-level look here at the, the top five scoring positions as well as the lowest five. And one of the things that, that definitely stood out to me, at least in a couple of the contests, like the mis- Misfit, which we'll get into, is the number of, of people from the Thursday and Sunday games prior to lock that were used. I mean, you you look at the five lowest scores and my Philadelphia is just all over the place. We've got Philadelphia running back coming in at dead last Philadelphia wide receiver, second to last Philadelphia defense tied for second to last. So uh, yeah, people are definitely utilizing those. And I think I said this on the show last time, but I do think for the low ball, it's even more interesting because you know, 18.2 from Miami tight end, Sunday morning you know that's solid but you don't actually expect that to be the highest scoring whereas you know when when a running back puts up 6.7 I'm feeling pretty confident that that's going to be tough to to beat or to not beat I should say so yeah and then you know I I think I was also surprised to see Cincinnati quarterback and running back as the the top two there so what, what were your guys thoughts on last week overall and then we'll dive into the specific contest
2: winners yeah, I mean, you know, just to start, relatively speaking, a lower scoring week, right? Like the the top scores we saw, at quarterback, running back has been about there and and wide receiver, the very top score has been about there. But quarterback and tight end, lowest winning scores or lowest high scores that we've seen through six weeks, uh, that's going to happen. This is another good week to bet on a kind of lower high score, just given the teams we already touched on around by. Um you don't often see the quarterback running back combo at the top of uh, of, from the same team at the top of both, like you saw from Cincinnati. And I mean, just kind of a fluky series of events where they threw the ball to the running backs a lot. I can't tell you, that's a strategy that I'm ever going to be super high on uh, stacking quarterback and running back in the same lineup. But you did see some stacks in here as you look through it, right? You see Buffalo quarterback, Buffalo wide receiver, Arizona quarterback, Arizona wide receiver, Dallas quarterback, Dallas wide receiver, Minnesota, like, you know, quarterback and wide receiver are just so correlated. And if you're not correlating those in your lineup, I think you're, you're, you've got to get a lot of stuff, right. That doesn't mean it can't win. We've seen it win, but you got to get a lot more stuff, right. Uh, if you're not correlating your, your quarterback and your wide receiver, we touch on it every week for good. And ones.
0: two of them are even a double stack. So Dallas and Minnesota, they have both, yeah. they have all three quarterback, wide receiver and tight end on the top five. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, for a quarterback to finish number one or like to finish very high and only be one of those, you expect like in Arizona there where it's near the top. I mean, it's funny because Arizona wide receivers finish at the top. Well, okay, but their QB did pretty well, fifth overall, but tight ends didn't steal any points, literally zero points. So almost all of it probably went to that wide receiver position. And then, yeah, the Bengals one is, in Cincinnati is pretty interesting because, I mean, Bach, I know you're – Obviously, a uh, Bengals fan, but like Chris Evans had a pretty crazy receiving touchdown. I think in, right? Yeah. Uh, Mixon had his. I think Uzoma had one, and then
2: yeah. someone else, a wide receiver. Oh, Auden Tate.
1: Uh, it was such a weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was some some backup wide receiver.
1: It was Auden Tate. Yeah. Right. I so.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like. <laughs> When you think if the Bengals are going to go off, you're thinking Tyler Boyd, you're thinking Jamar Chase, you're thinking T. Higgins, maybe C.G. Like, yeah, it's that was a pretty wonky one. But then, hey, when you play Detroit, anything can happen. And uh, that's one of the teams that will continue to kind of be targeting from an offensive standpoint. I think from a macro sense, and this is probably something that we've started seeing in the past year or two and something from an analytics I'm trying to dive further into from a DFS side But you just have some teams that it doesn't matter how much they are up, they continue just to pass. And that pass over expectation is a kind of a decent stat there. But when I think about it from like a larger DFS side, like I'm trying to figure out like who are these kind of blowout proof teams where I can invest in an offense and not have to worry that they're just going to go up so much that they're just going to go into this Green Bay Packers, slow down the game, you know, just trudge through. Um, And I think like if – Joe Burrow is healthy and that offensive line is a little better than we're thinking. Like that might be one of those teams. We know the others include the Buffalo, the LA Rams, the, uh, Tampa, um, I guess Oakland. We haven't seen it happen yet, but they're just passing so much. Like there's a couple of those teams and those would be ones that I'd be really trying to start looking at for these, uh, you know, you know, for trying to win that main event, just knowing that, Hey, these teams are willing to just keep going at it. And it doesn't matter if their opponent keeps up or not.
0: Speaking of the main event, there we have it. Jay Timber at the top. Got the Arizona quarterback wide receiver stack. Arizona QB wide receiver has just been all over it, whether it's in the main event, whether it's in the side hustle. So definitely, you know, I think one of the recurring cards that we tend to see up at the top. But, uh, yeah, here we have it. You can see a lot of Tennessee running back in the action. You can see, you know, Cincinnati running back. Not that many of them still, despite the fact that they were the top scoring one which probably speaks to, I didn't look at the ownership percentages, but probably speaks to the fact that it's just not as high owned as something like Tennessee, but anything that you guys are sticking out to you, as we look at the top 10 in the main event here, and then we'll look at the other contest as well.
1: Buck, you take this. I'm pulling out some ownership because I'm curious, just as TJ was saying about that kind of, uh, that ownership
2: for Cincy. Yeah. I think that, you know, the, the thing that stands out to me, because scoring was so tight at so many positions, you can you can still land in the top ten with the third highest scoring running back, which I think we said tennis, or Tennessee was, and the third highest scoring wide receiver group, which Buffalo was. Like everything was so tight this week, and you look at the scoreboard, first to ten, you know, about six points. Um, but I, you know, I, I, we touched on it already a little bit. The thing that stands out to me is uh, everything in the first in the top ten, except for one, was a quarterback wide receiver stack, and just you, you got to be there. Cincinnati running back was 3%
0: owned in the main event. There you go. There you have it. Even yeah. against
2: Detroit. Even in you know, yep. arguably the top matchup you can have.
1: Yeah. And I, I, think there's, I think there's some edge there because I think, uh, I think for a lot of people, you're kind of in there in that set it and forget it mode. And uh, there will probably be some like, minute you know, having to tinker and stuff as we get through buys and stuff. Um, But for the people who are kind of paying attention to this show, who are paying attention to the actual opponents, the projections, like that kind of thing, um, there's an edge. And I think the next one, the next edge that now that we have these ownership is for people to kind of start looking because I don't think, okay, if we know Cincinnati was only 3% against Detroit, either one of two things happened: Either a lot of people are like, oh, Cincinnati is actually a great card and I'm going to start playing them and we'll probably see a little increase because of that. Uh, But the other is like, just do we expect that, hey, on that next opponent, like if it's a difficult one or an easy one, are people going to adapt? And I think you can use that across Denver at 3% as well down here. Who did Denver play last week? Does anybody remember that?
2: I'm
1: not recalling off the top of my head.
2: Is it Oakland or Las Uh, Vegas? I do that every week.
1: It may have been. It was, which they lost by 10, but that's also like a pretty decent opponent for Denver. And like, that's a game where if Denver actually takes a lead in these games, those two running backs can go off because that is the majority of their offense there. Um, So that's another, like, I would be kind of going through this ownership and thinking like, Hey, where do I have potential leverage against the field? And that's exactly what happened in that main event with those Cincy teams.
0: Yeah makes a lot of sense and then we've got the the side hustle. So what we'll notice here is that it's the first week that it's not littered with a stack of people from the same team, but it's still littered with overlap in terms of people now. You know, three people playing the the Buffalo QB, Arizona wide receiver combination, three people playing the Cincinnati running back, Arizona wide receiver combo and then a string of people with with Dallas QB, Arizona wide receiver. So Arizona wide receiver must have in the side hustle for last week mixed in with a couple different quarterbacks there. No one had the optimal, though. It would have been Cincinnati quarterback because they just scored slightly more than Buffalo. But, uh, yeah, I mean, interesting to see here because we always say, like, oh, if, you're, if you don't have a low serial combination, don't stack them. Well, now, wh- wh- what do you say to Lemmings that comes in 10th with a, a Dallas quarterback, Arizona wide receiver? Do we need to
1: get even more off the board than we originally thought in order to be Whoa. unique in the side hustle? 10th but fourth if that would have won if that would have won to get fourth yeah. with a 344 serial, like you're getting 500 dollars. that's not bad uh what you definitely don't want is having the 344 serial and getting 30th and that's what yeah. we've seen some of these same team stacks like you're literally now paying for like the hundred dollars aspect maybe even the 50 if it's just that so that common your cereals are that bad
2: yeah i would echo that i think that you know yeah getting third with you know having the same lineup being claymaker and getting third in the same lineup as as first stinks but at the same time to get any more different there you're since you're sacrificing so much in terms of projection and I think that's the thing that you have to balance is okay. yeah you, you know you can try to upgrade your cereals um on these top end cards but at some point you know you, you either don't have the the funds to do that or You're already differentiating, which I would call this already differentiated. There's just, there's a, there's being smart about, like, like Justin said, not finishing in a tie, 30-way tie. And then there's fancy play syndrome. And I think we're starting to get to fancy play if we go much further there.
0: Love it. Yeah, that's when we, you know, we we gotta make it all the way to fancy play syndrome when all of a sudden, you know, you might play a, a Philadelphia player in the side hustle if you really want to get off the board. Speaking There's of Philadelphia we, players. First
1: we get the FPS, then we get the galaxy brain. I mean, it's just it's a slippery slope there. Be careful.
0: Look, look, look at this. You know, a lot of a lot of green here. And I'm not talking about money. It's like the opposite of green. We've got three how you feel <laughs> about that, DJ. But 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 well I mean it's it, it is what it is. It's kind of crazy. But also it's interesting because we knew that these were the scores going into Sunday. So I think that is is an interesting dynamic when it comes to the to the low ball because like I was saying before, it's just so much more of a of a lock when the scores are that low. And then you know, you throw in the this is pretty much like knowing that after Thursday, that's pretty much the the optimal lineup you can make in terms of just locking in as few points as possible. But yeah, here we have it. Our first low ball of the year.
1: All right. Twenty-seven point four two. Over or under, do we think majority of them are gonna be high like majority of the low mm-hmm. ball winners going forward will be higher or lower? This feels
0: really low. I feel like getting a zero, I feel is gonna be a little rare. Or or do you think there'll always be a zero tight end, zero defense? That that feels this feels
2: low. But I think there will always be a zero tight end. We have seen it before. I think if this is like two out of six weeks. I think uh, that we've, we've seen, seen quarterback, it. Uh, But I think there's a lot of ones and twos out there at tight end, right? I think the difference is going forward. We only have one pre-lock game, at least until we get to Thanksgiving week, and I think that's the big differentiator. Is we've only got one pre-lock game. Um, so there's just fewer things to know that are going to be that bad. And that means you've got to get, you've got to have more go wrong or right, right in the wrong way in this case. So like we said, I don't think that this will be the lowest low ball winner we see this year, but I think the majority of them will be over this.
0: That's just such a unique case with all the low scores that came in on Thursday. So you could just lock them in. So it's easier to get that kind of unique combination. And then we've got the final contest, Island of Misfit Cards. A little bit of a, of a variety here, so lots of Miami in there, which which is an interesting one because, like we said, eighteen point two is not what I would have guessed would be the optimal. If you told me before lock, but you know, certainly not a terrible score and definitely very solid for Miami. And then uh, you know, we got some some overlap here with the defenses, but I think that this will be a, a fun contest.
1: this is,
0: yeah. Go Justin.
1: Well, what jumps out to me is that these were not their misfit cards. These were purposeful selections for these spots, specifically Miami and you know LA goats. Uh, they knew going into this that Miami was a very good score, and so all these people, Plunge Father, bet the house, Manufi, um, all of them like made conscious efforts, like hey. I think I have a chance at winning the misfits and I'm gonna use miami and then same thing with you know la goats think we called that as our optimal um if not like we really loved it we really liked it um so like those are two solid cards and i think that that's where it's interesting like are these just gonna be how often are you gonna put like your really two best cards winning because yeah hey if you can get that 450 if you can get 100 200 like that's pretty solid when all you're doing is using a tight end in defense also, yeah. sorry. Also, you could have purchased the Miami card off the secondary marketplace and combined it with one of these, probably like the, the LA Goats DST and more than made up for what your price would have been for both those cards.
2: Yeah, I, I do think Miami is an interesting case this week. Coming in at 18.2 free lock, I think you're expecting it to be good. You're not expecting it to be the highest scoring of the week. And so I, I'd be interested to know what Carl put in for his other tight ends in, you know, in his main event lineups.
1: you just calling him Carl. You're just like best friends. Now he comes in, he buys a couple uh, packs. He's in chat and stuff. We're just going to go with Carl. All
2: right. Well, sorry, Carl, if I, uh, if I was too forward there, but uh, what bet the house, uh, I'd be interested to know what tight ends he played in his main event lineups. But uh, you know, I think I, I definitely think that when we've talked about it, going for the win there, you know has probably some, uh, gives you some leverage because a lot of people aren't going to play their best cards there. TJ, your mind is exactly
1: where mine was. I was curious how many people played Kansas City tight end because how yeah. many people,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. So, so first I was looking at Miami because, so w- with Miami, like we said, we had that score locked in 6.8% played them in the main event, 1.5 in the side hustle, 1.5 in the low ball. That's an interesting choice.
3: Yeah, I had one of a, my friends, I, like of my friends
0: I was hanging out with on Sunday said to me, ah, my Miami quarterback really ruined my low ball lineup. And I said, Brett, you could have changed that before the game started. You know that they got like 20-something points. So like, that's probably
1: what happened to these 1.5%. Anyways, I do I think like it's you interesting. Tried to, you tried to protect his anonymity to begin with by going with my friend. I and then you're like, then I was
0: like, <laughs> shout out, Brett. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Probably not. But we've got Kansas City tight end at 13% in the main event, 8% in the side hustle, but then only 2.7% in the Island of Misfit cards, which is interesting because, uh, yeah. Also, I don't know. That's I don't insane. think we have jokers okay. included in this, but yeah, that's Absolutely. that's crazy. 2.7% seems like well, insane leverage, you no? Know?
1: The side hustle versus the right. Misfit cards. That's what's throwing me off. Oh, That's what I, yeah. Who's oh, yeah. putting a Kansas City tight end in the side hustle? Like, yeah, it's an amazing card, but Kansas City tight end is not going to be able to put up, like very, very rarely going to put up a 35 spot and put it, you know, giving you a chance at winning the side hustle. But like you put in the Island of Misfit cards and that's like a far and away, I don't know, plus 150 card to finish as like the top overall, eh, probably like plus 250 or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, it's insane. Absolutely insane. I can't, uh, I can't imagine putting it in the side hustle, right? Yeah. I can't imagine, especially now that we've got the Iowa and the Mississippi cards contest. Like I don't know why you would ever have a Kansas city head A lot, lot of hustle. people did it. I don't
1: want to shame. I'm willing to do a one-on-one quick coaching session. If you play the Kansas city Titan in the side hustle, shoot me a DM, give me your explanation. I want to hear it. And then uh, we'll see if I can't convince you not to do it ever again.
0: There it is. So shout out to everyone that won R-P-L-D-M. some some cash in week six. Remember, you can get in there, buy some packs, buy some cards with your OTM balance. Simply open up a support ticket in the Discord. We'll get you all hooked up. A bunch of people were in there buying packs today with their winnings. And uh, how did our lineup do? We had Buffalo QB, that was good, and y- I think we did. I think we did good, except for tight end. But tight end wasn't terrible. This was a good lineup. No, I tight think, end was based fine. Based on everything I saw. Yeah, that tight end's fine. fine. Yeah, that I think cool. everyone was on the top five. All of these positions were
1: top we five. Not, can we do some math real quick? We should start doing that before the show. Yeah, I thought we would. Idea. But no, I think this is really good content. I think people enjoy watching us do this really quick and deliberate math. Right, I'm going to go to leaderboard. I guess what? Research is probably better. We would have we'll cast do. for sure. Yeah, but we're figuring this out. All right, real quick. Team scoring weekly. Let me at least share my screen so people can see me doing this. Give them a little entertainment. Oh, this is
0: like a this is a, a view inside the bot. I'm about yeah. to see an Excel sheet. Oh, well, you gotta get the scores.
1: No, we're gonna just do it from here. I'm gonna do some mental math real quick. Okay. Uh you gotta give me. So we got Buffalo. Buffalo. Quarterback. So we got thirty five point seven. And wide receiver. Plus 42. Plus wide receiver 42. Uh, We're at 78 right now. Dallas running back. Throwing in Dallas.
2: 127.62. You got it? Wow. Uh, I knew somebody played it. I just didn't. It took me a bit to find it. Yeah. 127.62. We would have cashed for $50. And we would have tied with uh, a few other people, including our, our friend Waz. Uh, an NFT nerd, Third Eye Walt Mess M- M- Waltmester at uh, number one forty-five. So a cash, but n- yeah, you know, not not bringing what, home the bacon.
1: What was our total? use of? one
2: forty-five. It's right now rank, rank one forty-five. Oh, oh wow, man, way down there.
0: We got to step up our game.
2: It's hard. Yeah. We're just
0: grinding min caches.
1: I mean, that's not a bad way to live, though. All right. So what did we? Twelve points. I thought Jody had a touchdown, but I guess not. I don't think so. No, I mean he. I mean, I knew Kelsey had the ninety-nine yards because couldn't get that one more yard for DraftKings.
2: Um. Thanks, Sergeant. Yes, Sergeant. <laughs> that means a lot to us True <laughs>
1: professionals. Yeah, eighteen point two isn't great for Dallas. That's the that that was the lot down there. Um,
0: yeah. SB Mitchell is is frustrated at watching you navigate. <laughs> we didn't
2: submit. We don't run the cards.
0: No, but you can search by user. Like you could type in, like, Was, I guess, as a user. Well, that's true. We do not have a lineup uh, issued, to be fair. But there go. I guess that would have worked. So there we go. Everyone, hopefully you guys noticed over the weekend a couple new features to the leaderboard, a little bit smoother in mobile more compact view, add in search user functionality. We've got some some more changes that are going to be coming up. We're trying to you know add a little extra flavor each and every week. So uh, yeah, shout out to the engineering team, crushing it. And let's move on to the next week. As we said, we're, we're no longer going to go deep, deep, deep into the game by game or position by position but uh, I know you guys gave some high-level thoughts on the slate. We've got the six teams that are on by, especially some of the, the bigger names like Buffalo, Dallas, et cetera. How do you guys think that impacts this week at a high-level strategy? Do you think it's going to be high-scoring week, low-scoring week, and then we'll quickly run through our optimal at each position?
2: Yeah, I mean, overall scoring expectation, I think the high end is probably still going to be around what we've seen the kind of the top of the leaderboard. We've got a couple of kind of insane team totals this week. Uh four teams over 30. Uh and, you know, uh, a couple or three of those teams over 30 at, you know, two touchdown uh two touchdown Vegas odds. You know, those are those are always tricky. We've talked about this on the show, right? If your team's supposed to put up thirty-one and win by 17, which is I think what Arizona's at right now, um excuse me, 32 and win by 17 and a half, like how to play that, you know, there's clearly a ton of upside in the Arizona cards, the Arizona passing game cards, like there has been all season. There's also probably more risk to those than there is in a normal week because if they get on a uh, get out to a big league, they can sit on it. And so I think you know the top of the the top of the scores are probably going to be around what we've seen. I think that like middle range, I think the fall off, the drop off of, to that second tier and third tier in terms of like total points needed to finish a hundredth, two hundredth is going to be a little steeper than it normally is with so much depth out.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. This is kind of what I was alluding to earlier in the show where you know Los Angeles goats, Arizona and Tampa. Are the three teams that are all uh, 12, 15, 17 point favorites projected to 30, 32, 33 points, like projected to score a ton? But all three of those teams, even when they're up, like they don't take the foot off the gas and they don't just become a running team. Like t- Lenny, like I don't know, Leonard Fournette has been doing a little with Tampa. Even with Chase Edmonds and James Conner in Arizona, they're not just going to start running them. They still are using the passing game even when they're up to town. Like they just continue to let loose. And so that's where, like, you know, in old days of DFS, like I'm not pay- playing a QB or a wide receiver on those teams that are up so much. But I think it's a different game, and especially like once again, Los Angeles is going against Detroit, 15 point favorites. But that doesn't mean I'm not gonna play like the like those wide receivers and uh, Cooper Cup. Like what he scored his second touchdown when they were already up like two two three scores with a few minutes, like not much time left in the game. Like they're not letting li- they're not letting the foot off the gas. So. I am not as concerned as maybe you should, I don't know, as I would be in other years. But then you do have Kansas City, only a five-and-a-half-point favorite, also projected to score 31, going against Tennessee. We saw what happened with the Tennessee game on, what, Monday night. Um, that game could be very exciting. Uh, and, and I hope we, we start seeing, like, the, the Patrick Mahomes that we've seen in previous years. Um, I don't know if it's just a lack of offensive talent if it is the offensive line, but as you can see, TJ's, uh, you know, pushing forward on, we went Kansas city. Like that's the, that's the one where even though you have those three other teams, they are the you know 12 plus 14, 15 point favorites, the Kansas city one, we expect that there's going to be a, just high scoring and needing to do it to keep outscoring the other team. A little bit of a, a little bit of game stack here.
2: A yeah. Yeah. After last week, I don't know how you fade Derrick Henry in that that same game environment, right? Super high scoring, super competitive against a better defense, and Henry was just absolutely unstoppable. Like his touchdown run in the – I think it was in the first quarter, but like the long eight, 70 yarder is insane. I mean, he's a massive human. He's just running away from defensive backs 40 yards down the field, right? And he's supposed to be Jerome Bettis and like run him over a couple of times and get tackled after 15, he's just running away from people like this game environment, this scoring, and you know Tennessee's not going to go away from him. Like, I think, you know, he's got in another blow-up spot, just like always. Yeah, Bachman,
1: you're what, 6'2", 2, 205, 195? Uh, no, I like, I'm like 220. 220, okay, I wasn't sure if you've been losing but 6'2", 220, 100 times, 100 attempts. Are you tackling Derrick Henry once when he's running at you? I'm think getting hurt on the first attempt. And it's okay. I mean, box making it,
0: box making a business decision to get out of the way, just oh, like everyone in the NFL yeah. is right now. Yeah, there's there's fully no healthy. Way you're
1: enough. Every time you get fully healthy again, hundred attempts, you get him down once. This was the oh, this was man. the big thing going on.
2: I mean, I, I yeah, I think at it some trips point on his I'm gonna yeah, once. right. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna accidentally trip him after he runs me over and catches heel the wrong way one time. But yeah, goodness. You right, definitely get
0: injured more frequently
2: than you tackle him.
0: <laughs> oh that, or actually, no, those two things do not have to be mutually exclusive. You can make the tackle and still get injured at
1: the same time. I mean, I just want the record to show. Bachman believes he has a better chance of tackling Derrick Henry than me scoring a basketball point against him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I am also out.
1: 6'2. I am uh, a, a little less weight than Bachman, but yeah.
0: Uh, and that wide receiver, we've got, you know, Cooper Cup just continues to be. An absolute monster leading the charge for the LA GOATs.
1: And so uh, you know the risk here is Tyler Higby and Daryl Henderson, that those two could each have huge games, and then that means that the wide receivers just aren't as necessary. And a lot of this really comes down to because it's no points for reception to touchdown. So you still need those. So I will say, like, this is a riskier play than we've seen in the past, but I know like what? We're going against Detroit. We did see what the running backs did against Detroit when we were talking Cincinnati earlier. So, like, there is that risk. And I do think this is a time for Higby to kind of fall in the end zone after, what, getting tackled on the two twice last week. Um, but all that said, I still believe that they are the top play and they have probably – they have the highest upside on a weekly basis outside of Buffalo.
2: Yeah, I'll just say this, this week is particularly hard for wide receivers because, as we talked about, some of those – elite position groups are just in such like high high variance game environments because their teams could just go way up early and you know and sit on it eventually um you know Green Bay is probably the the best group that's projected to be in a somewhat competitive game and that's that's a still a seven and a half spread so I mean yeah it's kind of a wild week yeah
1: and I mean kansas city but again like i just don't want to play kansas city wide receivers um yeah what about tight ends
0: here comes our pre-filled in kansas city tight end
1: i mean unless i'm going to play them in the land of Miss the island of misfits i'm definitely not playing them in the side hustle but I, i guess i would play them in my optimal main event if i had to
0: yeah there it is and we get the arizona defense this week all right so so no no sign of Arizona quarterback or Arizona yep. wide receiver who've been at the the top of the side hustle pretty much Question, every week. Yep. Defend yourselves.
1: Question for you TJ. <laughs> Arizona, where do you believe they rank in total points on a, as a position group among defenses this year? Oh,
0: well, you asking me that means well, I mean, that must be better than I. Arizona's is just a really good football team. Like they they just seem like a really well-rounded all-around team are they now the favorite like in the no but, no, they're, but they're probably they're getting strong. closer and closer they're very they're strong. now a contender
1: i think they should yeah. now be considered a super bowl contender because like they have they beat good teams they beat the rams and they beat the browns um browns were very injured a little tough. but like they're, they're 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 a good team so that so
0: that are they top top 10 in the defensive scoring for the year they're number two number Ooh.
1: two Interesting.
0: Buffalo, and they've played good teams, like you said, yeah. so it's not just like they've had like a cakewalk schedule or anything like that.
1: Buffalo was number one with like a six-point Buff- lead or something, like far and away number one. But Buffalo one.
0: also just had that one game against like – didn't they score a bajillion against Houston the one week because they got the shutout, especially in our
1: scoring format? Yeah, 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 they did. Yeah. But, I mean, like still, you know, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. Uh, we don't need a screen share, but let me just do it real quick. So, team, team scoring season and D – uh, Buffalo is okay. So, not there are two and a half points higher than the next, which is Arizona. And yeah, they've had a 27, a 28, and a 21 pointer. So, wow,
0: awesome! So, there we have it optimal lineup for the week Kansas City quarterback, Tennessee running back, Los Angeles Goats wide receiver, Kansas City tight end, and the Arizona defense. We'll, uh, and, we'll check back in next week and see how we do.
1: And Arizona's playing Houston, like. Until Charod comes back, like you're you're picking on Houston. There's a reason why they're 17 point favorites. Is this a troll? Eagles wide receivers?
2: <laughs> yeah, <Pretty laughs> obviously.
1: Uh, it's it's tough because like, hey, who are their wide receivers? Mobile optimal. Up. Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, Kez Watkins. Like
2: Lock-ins that's is not tough.
1: a bad three wide receiver. And I think now without Zach Ertz, you may actually see more three wide receiver sets rather than going with this two tight end. Um, you know. I... Love it for Goddard as an individual. I think it's bad for the tight end position for Philly. But I could see uh, I could see Philly uh, Eagles wide receivers kind of on the uptick. Creeping on in.
0: All right. Anything else before we dive into tomorrow night's game and the, the little new prop contest that we have going on? We'll walk through that. Then, of course, we'll do our prize picks parlay of the week. We've got some giveaways to get to. Lots of fun to end the show here. But any final thoughts to recap? week
1: seven nope i think that sounds good uh we are down to around 150 packs so i know that there's been some people A, obviously if you've got winnings and you want to use those send us that support message we can get you some extra packs um and then yeah you can play up to 42 cards so we do know there's some people who have been just trying to especially with buys now kind of top those off so let us know earlier the better so we can make sure we can get you those before the uh, weekend yeah six
2: buys this week so
0: so, as, as everyone knows, we've been doing a giveaway, a little, little fun game format every single Thursday night, introducing a new one this week where we're going to be – so, Justin, our, our resident bookkeeper now, or bookmaker here at, at TOC, created his over-under projections for each of the cards that are playing tomorrow night. So, we've got Cleveland and Denver. We've got each of his projections for the positions – and uh, then, what's the, t- the tiebreaker? Is combined fantasy points. So, Justin, talk to the people a little bit about uh, about your process here. I think this is, a, this is a fun little wrinkle, and not not something that you can just you know easily find over/unders for. You got to do a little bit of extra research considering the scoring format and all of that.
1: So, uh, again, I'm not giving, not going to give any secrets for uh, for, for the, the method Probably. behind the madness, but. Um, I think these are going to be the projections and I think these are pretty solid. My personal goal, uh, even though this isn't really the goal, but like, I don't know. Now I'm trying to decide what my goal is. My goal could be to try to get like a 50, 50 split on the responses. I think that'd be fun, but, and I'm kind of manipulating them. So maybe I'm just going to like, you know, Pretend every bet. Yeah, can you that move goes the line?
0: Against- if, a, if a bunch of whales come in now during the show, are you are going to move the line? How does that work?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use this as basically like you know, top shots in beta. I'm in beta right now for the booking business here. We're going to see how I would have done. Like if these were the odds, I'll take my 10% bid. And like, uh, hopefully I can get more of the action on the wrong side. And we're kind of continue. These lines don't move. This isn't like horse racing.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I saw some tasty ones on there. I'm seeing the in his lips. Us, but, I want yeah. you to
1: I want you to give the people your thoughts. The people didn't come here just to, to see that yeah, I posted a yeah. so lot let's, 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 let's pull it back, back up real quick. All right.
2: So I mean, I, I think, you know, again, similar to what we've talked about with the prize pick stuff, you're still gonna want to be a little bit thoughtful about game script, right? It doesn't make any it doesn't make a ton of sense to go Cleveland wide receiver over Cleveland quarterback under. There's more paths to that happening here. I think in general, I think Denver's defense has probably uh, been a little bit overrated the last couple of weeks. They haven't looked elite. Um, Cleveland's offense has looked like a little bit of a train wreck the last couple of weeks. I think Cleveland's probably going to come out and have to throw the ball more than they want to, given their RBs are banged up. Um, And so I think I like kind of betting on the Cleveland passing game here, in particular the tight ends. Uh, And I like betting on... uh, Denver uh, to try to run the ball and and so uh, the one line that I saw that I, I was pretty shocked by was the Denver tight end line uh, eight point two seems low especially coming off the game they just had.
1: I mean, there's it, it, We'll see. We'll see. Doesn't yeah. like doesn't Cleveland wide receivers feel high? Doesn't Cleveland QB feel high with Case Keenum? Like there's uh, some some tasty lines there
0: going to be fun to see how the people do and uh, how the beta bot ends up in in the first week of contest here. So make sure you're hitting up the Giveaways channel in the Discord, getting yourself in the mix there. We've also got some other picks to make for tomorrow night, Justin. Let's go ahead and dive into the, the prize picks, parlay of the night. Of course, everyone, if you have not already and you are in a state such as New York and others, where there's not legal gambling, head on over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code TOC. You will receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And also, if you deposit $100 or more, in addition to that, the promotion is still running. You will receive two free Owners Club cards drawn at random. So head on over to prizepicks.com. And uh, we're here every night giving you our picks for the Thursday night football game. <laughs>
1: All right, so we're doing this live. I haven't had a chance to look at these yet, um, but uh, wow. it'll be, also be interesting because people can kind of use these. Um, you can use Prize Fix Line, you can use this to get an idea of for my contest, how does that look? So if we take a look here. So we got Cleveland on right now. To De- Ernest Johnson rushing. So they've got meme projection 19 more, 35%. Uh, Dimitri Felton under. Odell Beckham under. I mean, this is this when it's just this much off. I'm usually like, okay, let's let's sh- frame Start it
2: around that. that. Yeah, and that's one. I mean, that's probably far enough off that you don't even really need to f- necessarily fit that into a narrative, right? You just got so much upside, even in a game script that isn't necessarily um, built around Deionis Johnson going over to still hit. Yep. Um, I mean, I don't hate,
1: you could also go Dimitri Felton fantasy points under, because if you think that like, okay, Darius Johnson is going to be the predominant running back here from what we've seen, it looks like Felton really does a bit more of the pass catching role, almost like plays that wide receiver. So I don't expect him to steal much from Darius, and you're kind of making that bet with this, yeah. um, like it, let's go to fantasy score where's Felton? um, right there man all right, so we'll go under felton over to Ernest. and now let's take a look at denver see if now typically to i
0: would veto that because we don't allow unders but it's almost like we're double we're just <laughs> doubling down on the first o- over so it's okay Smart. perfect right as long it's all about how you frame the narrative so i, I just wanted to you know usually uh-huh. unders are not allowed on this show
1: appreciate that so when we look here from a you know Melvin Gordon over is the most desirable one, but I definitely don't want to go with two overs for running backs with rushing because you expect that really only one of those two, one team is going to be ahead in rushing one team's not. Um, So I'd probably fade that the Cortland Sutton, the Noah fan, and then the two that are kind of more desirable to me. It's about the same raw, but the percentage is a bit more in the Noah. Bach, I know you were touting the Noah fan a little earlier. What do you think? Sutton's yeah so piece. i was
2: just looking he was a little limited this week in practice yesterday or i guess this was this was monday the fact that we haven't heard anything since then makes me think that he's probably fine i think fans an awesome talent um especially uh you know operating is basically their number two wide receiver right now so i think i would i would lean that one
1: Oh, fans staying limited Corliss has been such a beast, though his target share has been monstrous. Let's see. Yeah, that's a that's a difficult one. He's had three dud games and then three really strong games. And so, what was the no off? Let's see. No, we're looking at uh, what was the total? Forty-two. We need to get up. Bad. I know historically, like you kind of want to throw again, you know, use those tight ends against them, uh, against the Browns. So I don't hate it. Um, so we'll go, we'll go Noah Fant over. Let's do it. And if he doesn't play, um, then it'll, you know, that'll get dropped out. It'll turn into a two. Um, and we do not. Want to do the flex play. We're going power play. We're going $20. So we got over Dernish Johnson, 55 rushing yards under Demetric Felton, seven fantasy points and over 41 and a half receiving yards for Noah Fant. Lock it right. in.
0: Boom. There yeah. it is. Everyone go ahead. Check out prize picks, tail the bot and Bach as we look to make some a little Monday on a Thursday night. Speaking of, uh, I guess not making money, but giveaways. It's kind of like making money. It's, yeah, it's just it's getting free, something for free. free for which money. Is good. Which one do we want to start with? Let's start on
1: prize Me picks. We're on, we're on prize picks. Prize
0: picks, yep. We've got our weekly prize picks giveaway. So how do people become eligible for this again? You, you need to post a three-leg plus parlay win. Uh, you gotta
1: yep you gotta post a three-leg parlay you gotta go three for three four for four five for five um and uh just put it in the chat and uh you get in the wheel and see so, i think we had around 20 21 22 something like that this time
2: man the lesson we had in the past better odds to to win a card oh just wait until we get to thrive no oh, man here
0: we go spin that wheel best of luck everyone
1: All right, we're spinning, we're spinning. A lot of familiar names. Is it going to be T-Patron or Montreal? Oh, it made the line. T-Patron 12, congratulations.
2: Congrats. We will reach
1: out. Congratulations T- on your TOC card. T-Patron, free card.
0: Okay. And we're moving over to the Thrive Fantasy. This is where anyone that places above Justin in the contest gets onto the wheel. We've got a pretty empty wheel here. Justin so empty that Arnie started barking because Arnie's like, I want to get my name on that wheel. How do I get on the wheel? When wheel, how can I beat my father?
1: <laughs> oh, SB trust. All right. So yeah, we, uh, only have five people. This is the This is the most plus EV part of TOC. If people are kind of, it, it takes a little more time to actually go through and, um, you know, Hey, you got to enter. There are, you know, you got pick 10 props and stuff. Um, but yeah, if you actually uh you know, hey, take that time. I think you only needed to finish in the top 50, 55 percentile. I am two for two at finishing right about middle of the pack. Uh so the uh it is not by lack of it is not by lack of competition that there are so few people here. Um, or it is by lack of competition, not due to my competition. Um so definitely join Thrive Fantasy, use TOC and all you gotta do is just enter that twenty dollar main event. And uh basically if you finish in the, about the top half, you're gonna end up on here. I'm sorry, Chris Adams. That is uh, only more embarrassing than my poor effort, too. So go ahead, spin that wheel. Good luck. Only Good a luck. few names. I see Sergeant Stogie. Montreal almost won the other. Now he's got a one in five chance. And wow, what if Montreal would have won both? That would have been something special. Been there no, you I go. <laughs> Montreal, Montreal Dragons. Dragons. Congratulations. Almost won the previous one. Ended up winning the Thrive as well. Well done, well done. Good deal.
0: Any final words before we close out the show here? Good show tonight. Good show. It's good to see you. Yeah, I
2: I know, you know, if you didn't listen last week, we talked a lot about getting ahead of Thursday. This Thursday gives us another game with uh, probably more low ball implications than top scores, but uh, you're definitely going to want to be thinking about how to get ahead of that and not just reacting in the moment.
1: What are you uh, – so what, what would you be buying in the marketplace for the Thursday? Um, I mean, honestly, I think if people want to use those, those uh, projections that I put out for the Thursday night, that should give a general idea of who we think has a better chance from a, a lowball standpoint. Um, but what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Cleveland quarterback is absolutely one that, you know, I think the line's fair, but you can pretty easily come to a game script where that's just an absolute bomb. Um, I think the same with Cleveland wide receivers. I think the same with Cleveland tight ends like Cleveland passing game is one that I would probably be buying right now. It's probably cheap. It's got some short term line of sight to being really bad. And then it's got line of sight to still being playable in the future in in other contests as well.
1: Yeah, like you're not buying Cleveland Browns for the low ball. Like, I mean, the Cleveland running backs for the low ball, that's still going to be a very expensive card and a high value for when they're healthy again. But uh, Cleveland tight ends have not been doing much, and that's one of those ones that I feel still actually, like Joku's kind of showing up, like that might have some value going forward. But
2: yeah. I, yeah,
1: I would definitely be sweeping the floor, at least for the Cleveland QBs, just with the upside that maybe maybe they end up being that kind of uh, great low ball play with Case Keenum. Plus, I love the
0: art on the Cleveland card.
1: It's a great one.
0: One of my faves. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be back on Monday for the NFT Weekly Kickoff Show, talking some Top Shot, talking everything else going on in this, this NFT world. And that'll do it for this evening. So on behalf of Justin, on behalf of Bach, and producer group behind the scenes, I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.